0: The sermon for this evening is based on our meditations on the book of Exodus, chapter 20, verses 5 to 6. Uh, the sermon is entitled Joyfully Lutheran, the Close of the Commandments. Grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, what does God say about these commandments? He says, I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing the children for the sin of the fathers to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me, but showing love to a thousand generations of those who love me and keep my commandments." Now, according to the Catechism, what does this mean? God threatens to punish all who break these commandments. Therefore, we should fear His wrath and not do anything against them. But He promises grace, and every blessing to all who keep these commandments. Therefore, we should also love and trust in Him and gladly do what He commands. Now, remembering the Lord's care in Exodus 20 was our gracious Father who led the Israelites out of slavery in the Exodus. is the Lord who by His miraculous and powerful hand released them from the bondage there in Egypt. It is the Lord who by His merciful hand brought Israel to the parting of the Red Sea by way of the Passover all the way to the promised land. It is the Lord that loved His people, that gave them the commandments. The law is good. After all, It is God, the one true God, their loving God, our loving God, who gives us these commandments for our own good. Good order, to love God, to love neighbor. It keeps the world in a boundary, a curb that keeps everyone safe. And for the Israelites on their road to remember all along, that God's word is true, that the word guides them through all things. Yet we know that as they go, they face many temptations, grumbling and rebelling, even worshipping a golden calf in Exodus 32. And they broke the law. They broke the law because there was a law, because God gave them the law for their own benefit. Yet still, they broke it because of their fallen human flesh. Just imagine if there was no law at all. Where would they be? I can imagine them being, well, everyone worshiping golden calves. Doing what they so covet and desire. Fleeing when their stomachs were grumbling. Scattering when their mouths were thirsting i wonder where this would have left them on their journey to the promised land saint paul writes in first timothy 2 timothy now we know that the law is good if one uses it lawfully understanding this that the law is not laid down for the just but for the lawless and disobedient for the ungodly and sinners, for the unholy and profane, for those who strike their fathers and mothers, for murderers, the sexually immoral men who practice homosexuality, enslavers, liars, perjurers, and whatever else is contrary to sound doctrine. See, the law is there to guard us from ourselves. To protect people from danger, from sin, and even to the persistence of sin that even can lead to the point where, be- where it becomes no sin at all in their own fallen human flesh, when in fact it was sin all along that could very well lead them to eternal destruction. We see it in the world today. The world rages on against God's word. The flesh says, I want no boundary at all. I make the rules. No one tells me what to do. I am the one who knows what is right. That is the plight of our sin condition this fallen And we see the world rebelling and and refusing to take heed to the Word of God, fighting and clawing, desiring its own way so hard of the heart they are, the nature of sin continuing to rear its ugly head. Just turn on the news, click on social media. It's all there. The tragic shootings, sad No regard for God's gift of life, even the never-ending debate of the unborn and abortion. Again, no regard to God and His creative power. Sexual identity all over the place, the cravings of the flesh running rampant front and center, rather than humbly repenting and submitting to what the Word Says the ever growing erosion of the faith. And even this week, prominent figures, famous figures, even in Christianity, are are running away from the faith altogether. This is the world that we are living in right now a world that has no desire to see the law for what it is, but to live according to their sinful heart, and all that it desires. Now I know it's easy to just simply point the finger at them and say, wow, look at this world, look at the world that we are living in. But honestly, I think we can look at ourselves as well. I think these two verses humbly show us who we are. James 2, verse 10. For whoever shall keep the whole law and yet stumble in one point, he is guilty of all. Romans 3, therefore by the deeds of the law no flesh will be justified in his sight, for by the law is the knowledge of our sin. Humbled we are, yet we know that all of us, we are the chief of sinners. We are the broken and heavy laden, the ones that fall short to the glory of God. We know full well that we are guilty as charged. The law ultimately shows us what we do not want to see, what we'd rather not acknowledge in our lives. The law shows us our sin. President Harrison writes in his book, Faithlessness very well often curses generations. It trains a child up in the way he should not go. How often do we see families who worship gods of other religions, or families who worship other gods in the sense of idols of money or fame, or who are thieves or unfriendly, quarrelsome, unforgiving, and mean, or having bitter lives? He continues, This is a warning for me. What shall my legacy be in my family? Will it be faith or idolatry? Lord, grant me repentance. Indeed, the law shows us our sin, and we know this. We all know this. And in faith, we repent. Now, the sinful nature in us, rather than repenting, would, do, would rather do what? Would rather go its own way and persist in living the pleasures that they have in this fallen, separated world. Yes, there is punishment for those who reject the Christ and his word, but also there is a promise of grace. Again, Harrison, pertaining to the gospel, writes, The gospel is properly the kind of teaching that shows what a person who has not kept the law is to believe. It teaches that Christ has paid for and made satisfaction for all sins. Christ has gained and acquired for an individual without any of his own merit the forgiveness of sins. Righteousness that avails before God and eternal life. I know the law without the gospel is very terrifying. The law without the gospel is very terrifying. Because if we only had the law, we would tell ourselves, what? Just do better. Improve yourself. Prove that you're a Christian and earn your worth to eternal life. But we know if that was the case, it would be a very trembling and terrifying end. But this is not our God. Our God gives us a law, but he also delivers to us the gospel. God knows that we are fallen ever since Genesis 3 in the fall. We know that. That we cannot, because of our depravity and sin, we cannot save and rescue ourselves. We cannot provide the solution or remedy within this flesh. But what does God do? Those who love me. Right? Those who have faith in what God has done for them. He loves them to the thousands of generations. Do you see that? There's punishment to the third and fourth. But the grace of God abounds to the thousands of generations. This is our God. This is your God. Because even in our sin, as God calls us, as we very well know, in this faith to repentance, it is Jesus who comes to answer that call as it comes to this dead world to make it alive by covering the multitude of sins. That our God is so loving and full of grace that he sends you his son, Jesus Christ, our Savior, the one who knew no sin but became sin for us, the one who wipes your wounds by shedding his blood for you. This is your God. The one who by his mercy stands in your place. On his shoulders is your death. On his shoulders is your sin and every guilt. On his shoulders is the wrath of God for you. And there Jesus goes to deliver us the greatest blessing, the forgiveness of sins, the gospel to you. Yes, we fall short. You and I very well know that God calls us by his word. He calls us in the name of Christ. And just as our Lord rescued his people from slavery, from Pharaoh and all of Egypt, it is the same God, the true God, who rescues you from the greatest slavery of the bondage of sin and death, the one who destroys the devil's work, by crushing his head at Calvary, to release and not only give, but to deliver you the words of eternal life. Yes, the law stings, but Jesus, our great physician, says, look, I come to save you from your sin, and all of your sins are washed away. The resurrection, the empty tomb, This is your comfort. This is your assurance of salvation. No longer is the walk in the shadow of death an isolated one. No longer do we walk with a troubled conscience. No longer do we we walk with self-sustenance and independence. But we walk through the shadow of death with the oneness of our Lord. We walk with the greatest hope, with a purified and clear conscience covered by the body and blood of Jesus. We walk not sustained by ourselves, but by the body and blood of Jesus, no longer independent, but dependent on his promises in this life of faith. It is the gospel, the sacraments, or there we have been given the promise of grace, delivering to us the eternal gift of life, forgiveness, and salvation. And friends, I am the chief of sinners, but Jesus Christ died and rose for me. I am the chief of sinners, yet the Lord brought me to the water and word of my baptism. I am the chief of sinners, the Lord gives me his body and blood taken eat taken drink given and shed for me for the forgiveness of my sins and so it is for you the God has blessed you to the thousands of generations by giving you his son our Savior Jesus Christ the forgiveness of sins this gospel, the greatest news that by his grace has given you salvation. Amen. May the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Midweek Sermon from Faith Lutheran Church in Park, California. For more information, visit us on the web at faithmorepark.com.